Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride Pride the the Podcast. Podcast. Featuring special guest, student and activist Gwen Webb. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Welcome back to another episode of Pride the Podcast. And thank you to our friends at Rehab Entertainment. I am Ashley Mitchell. I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. And clearly you can see that we're not all in the same vicinity. (laughs) I'm Adam Andrew Rios. And I'm Darrell Anthony. Hi. Uh, hey guys. Ashley, are you reporting live from San Antonio, right? I am. I am on location in my mom's studio that she's building. You know. Wow. Where is the, I thought she already had a little studio. What room is that? This is like the closet in the room that I stay. Oh, nice, nice. That's fancy and professional. It she pride pride the podcast moved to San Antonio, be based it out did. of there. It did. Well, it one did. member of ours is about to seem like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to fix my eyes. I'm blind. Yeah, you mm. blind as a bat. <laughs> yes, but I have an appointment on Tuesday, and then I'm scheduled to come back to New York on Wednesday. All right, I'll so we'll it. see you on Saturday. <laughs> so I'll see you next month, and by that yeah. I mean May. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> we'll see you. When we can see you, man. Have anybody been catching up this week? Um, obviously, it's been really, really big at. Uh, the Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown Jackson's like, like confirmation hearings. They've been a lot of questions and stuff. Have you guys been keeping up with? It? I know Brayden has kept his TV on CNN, so uh-huh. I, I, I watched everything. I know it's like it happens during the work hours, right? So I can't really. When I first started Perkins Will, like I could because I wasn't really busy and no one was really in the office, so I was watching ABC all the time. Mm-hmm. Now it's like email coffee machines busted ship this it's like oh, i don't i didn't have time oh i'm so glad that you can complain about work now i'm so glad you can complain about going back to the office i have been going back to the office and i'll tell you right now i'm so exhausted and my left foot is broken and i have a knot in my neck just i'm not used to moving this much it's called gout <laughs> i love when megan and anna fight it is my favorite thing. The no, girls are fighting. I, I'm not Megan. I'm not Megan. Well, Adam doesn't want to be Anna, but no, Ms. Anna. McCain. I was going to say Anna they is Adam. Both can get fucked, honestly. Well, um, they're both Republicans, so I don't care. Well, before we have any walkouts here on this episode, <laughs> did you guys see that Lindsey Graham actually walked out? He was having a disagreement with the committee chair, Dick Durbin, over the release of the terror detainees from Guantanamo Bay, exclaiming at one point that he wouldn't care if they died in prison without trial. And he just got up, slammed his stuff down, and stomped out. And they were well, you, like... You know, what there's, you know what they're saying about Graham and um, Teddy uh, Cruz? Teddy Mellencamp? <laughs> no, uh, he wishes. I guess. Yeah, he does wish. They're they're tr- they're thinking of running for president, so they're using this um, confirmation process as a political stunt to boost mm-hmm. their appearance for the nation. So it's right. like it's really disgusting. 
and like everybody knows that and first of all I don't know if you've seen my latest like story that I just posted but I've never been so proud to not be a Republican not counting 2016 to 2020 but now I'm I'm I'm, I'm I think you mean 2008 to 2012 to not be a Republican I'm I've right. never been so proud to not be a Republican right now not counting 2016 to 2020 when what's his face was president i've never been so proud to not be a Republican. okay right i got you i was like i know what he's saying yeah. so you were a republican <laughs> hell to the no i mean when i was like three or four just because i had to be but seeing all of this shit go down with katanji it's really 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 embarrassing to be a republican. it really is yeah it's disgusting it's heartbreaking and i mean did you guys hear um i don't maybe y'all know like the senator's name who actually came out and said that interracial marriage he was just like we should go back on that like i think it should be state and it should be state and it's just like wait we're really trying to like, like you really having that conversation and adam even said earlier what does uh judge clarence thomas like what does yeah, he think about he that what well you know he's in hot water hot water because mm-hmm. he has been texting with mark meadows about the insurrection and they cnn this is an exclusive cnn has the texts yeah his uh like clarence wife was texting with meadows i think right I, yeah, yeah. I, I just reported that adam well you said clarence was texting with meadows they were texting back and forth oh they got a group chat okay <laughs> no it's too- no, no, what i saw on <laughs> i was watching the news before we came in it was like his wife yeah so there there's two reports out because like when we came in the news was saying that it was his wife and at first reported it was him so maybe like oh it's happening right now yeah so i guess like i mean so what do you think is gonna what do you guys think is going to be the result of this do you think actually anything's gonna happen or it's just gonna be another like sure they did it we don't care nobody cares no i mean people care but nothing's gonna happen nothing nothing ever happens about anything we need to live on this i don't know I mean, I feel like the racism and, and all of that, like them just being hourly open racist. Um, I don't know if y'all saw Chester Doles. He was running for office in Georgia. Uh, he was the former KKK leader. And the reason he was disqualified from running for office was because he was exposed as a felon, not because he was an ex-KKK leader. They were like, that's fine. They were like, it was the yeah. part that he was a felon. And I'm just but like, wait, That's what? not illegal. I, actually, you took the word right out of my mouth <laughs> because I was going to say, that's not illegal. So they don't care about that yeah they don't. <laughs> they don't care about him being a felon but it's just you know legalities yeah it's like red tape yeah we have to right <laughs> right red tape did, did y'all see cory booker's like phenomenal? yes the positives of this yeah yeah i like what happened with I, I watched i watched his whole like um typical uh, technically it's questioning that he's allowed to do but obviously he has no questions for her um, I watched the whole thing of him just like praising her and oh. her like feet and struggles of just inherently being a black woman and like just praising her. She was crying. I was crying. It was it was beautiful. It was really awesome. Yeah, it was a nice moment. And I'm sure a nice reprieve for her. Yeah. To have that break. Right. right. I mean, seeing her parents, her elderly parents in the audience watching her, seeing that photo that that uh, photographer got of her daughter, like looking right. at her from the side, smiling. Mm-hmm. And like Brayden said, Corey's Booker's, uh, RuPaul's cousin, mm-hmm. um, 
his, <laughs> it, it was just so beautiful. And it was so, he lets everybody know everywhere he goes, he said, RuPaul's my cousin, cousin RuPaul, as he calls him. He also reason. lets everybody know that he is not stunning a Republican. He's like, I am yeah. so embarrassed by the Senate. He's still dating Rosario Dawson. No, they broke up. They did. I did. He never, yeah, I think Corey might be gay. So I'm doing a project in Newark. Um, ooh, I maybe should not say any of this. Oh, we'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what project. It's project anyway, they. Next. I I can confirm that they are no longer together. Womp womp. You heard she's it here too first. Busy anyway, you heard huh? it here first on Pride the podcast. I was like, right. she's too busy anyway. Yeah, she's over. She's, she's working got on that Disney. New Disney, right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Disney. Yeah, did y'all see the walkout this week from a lot of Disney shows and stuff? Raven, Raven straight up said, "I'm out," and y'all coming with me. And the cast was scared. And Raven said, "I'm gonna still pay y'all salary from my pocket, so we good to walk out." And they were like, "Cool, say less." And they all walked out. <laughs> I, mean, I would have the same fear. Like, I need this job, bitch. I need this these coins. But I if somebody with money, pay, I need this money. <laughs> but doesn't that just say a lot? And how unfortunate it is in the system in America, like you aren't you're not empowered to walk out of a job because you have like different beliefs than the the powers that be in that job that you have to stay because you need the check that's mm -hmm. that's that's sad that's america that's america yeah sure when is. i was at the hotel i get rome tea if i were still at the hotel Ugh. and covid had hit like i still would have had to go to work Oh, I need you here to be at work. Oh, yeah. He tried to play me one night. He's like, you, Adam and I worked at the same hotel. And he was just like, uh, you need to come in. And I was like, sir, I'm going to the house. No, was that that, that hotel was not anti-gay. Right. But uh, I, I wanted to go my ass to the house. Either. It wasn't pro-gay either. But I was, baby, I was knocking niggas left and right. But that's my own personal business. <laughs> well, you just made it everybody else's business. <laughs> um. No, but listen, the, the the racism and everything, like I said, has definitely been amping up. We've seen a lot of issues. Did you guys see what happened at Ohio University? Um, the only African-American RA um, was in his room, and he's the only one for the baseball team. And a D1 baseball player named Brady Lincoln peed outside his door. I was like, Brady? I got no, scared. Not Brady. I got, I, I, my ears perked. I was like, what did I do this time? No, 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 no. <laughs> Brady, B-R-A-D-Y, Linkle, he was a D1 baseball player at Ohio State University, and he peed outside of this African-American RA's door and then peed on his Xbox and stuff. Like, the pee, like, went under the door and, like, went through all his stuff. Um, and then on the same, like, another floor, the female floor, they found a trash bag left outside the room of this lady named Noemi, Noemi Hammer. She was a 19-year-old freshman who was Black, and they had tags on the bag that said, the n-word said that she should die because she's a woman like all kind of stuff and called her nappy headed like it was crazy and so ohio state university is right now under um you know investigation for this hmm. and it's continued they say this isn't the first time that this has happened so we're seeing it happen at university levels and stuff in schools where people are being targeted because of the color of their skin it or their sexuality everywhere. i was gonna everywhere. say yeah it is if this is just now becoming more relevant because social media yeah you know otherwise yeah i know i guarantee you it was happening when we were in school absolutely yeah. absolutely 
it honestly, I think it happened to us in different ways and we let it go. Like even I think being, you know, break it all the way down to the meat, like being of the queer family. Like there were things that people said to us that were not okay, but we let it rock. Um, Microaggressions. Yeah, yeah, we let it go because we thought, oh, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. And that I guess was how it was, but not today. Do you think that we also maybe let it go because we were worried that our lives might've also been in danger had we fought against it? 100%. I mean, we were not safe in the state of Texas. Um, you have Abbott Elementary there now. And <laughs> you've got to stop attending that because Abbott Elementary is top tier. It's right. so, it's so funny. I was hanging out with my cousin last night and we were watching Abbott Elementary and she literally thought when she first heard the title that it was about <laughs> Abbott and like his lack of care for education. <laughs> oh, see, I think it's just so funny to insult Greg Abbott with a series that is like completely opposite. I think it's yeah. like intelligently yeah. superb when it comes to comedy adam so yeah well i will say i i hear that and agree with that and actually did you also see william from um uh from girlfriends he was on the episode of um you probably didn't recognize him um he was on the episode, I, I, you know, we put the episode on and i wasn't fully paying attention so maybe i i missed uh, oh, it. you you wouldn't have recognized him I, we were i sure didn't i, I was like oh that's William. his girlfriend. hair back here his hairline oh. and and he had on a suit it was bad it was we'll bad. let you just we'll let you it. watch it i just okay. feel bad for him as an actor and i know he went through a lot of stuff so speaking of school loving reggie hayes sending love out to reggie right did you see that a texas librarian was fired for refusing to remove books uh, that were like LGBT centered. Yeah. 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 But those Who's books were, the books were still removed. Yeah. Well, and she's just, fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they fired her and then removed, they were like, thanks for taking a stand, but you're fired and we still gonna take the books out. I just don't understand how the riot has so much time to hate everybody. Like, how do you have that much time? Let's well, they're very concerned about what we're doing in our beds and with whom right. and how. It is their top-tier concern. Lindsey Graham, Lady G is doing the same thing that, in, that I'm doing in my bed and his bed. So, like, <laughs> why is he so mad? And, and Marsha Blackburn, you know, when Did she Did you see her hair? That, that hair. was terrible. She, if she was I, friends with gays, she may could be helped. I, I literally thought it was, like, Bette Midler, Hocus Pocus. No. no it was really it was and, on top, and she literally asked uh, a judge Brown, she was just like, um, can you tell me what is a woman, the definition of a woman? And Judge Katana, she was just like, I'm not a biologist, so mm -hmm. no. And she, said, she was it's like, really con it's concerning, Katanji, you can't tell me. Katanji the questions was like, that they're asking no, are just it's like. It's ridiculous. But you know what, well, you know what's phenomenal though is the anti-race baby book that Teddy yes, number like, one on Amazon. Number one Amazon. <laughs> right, it's it's the pause for me. Right, like she's trying to like like speaking to a child, and she's like, "How do I phrase this?" So right, like, she's like, "It's simple to and brain can compute this." Yeah, she's like, <laughs> "Before I start blowing up on your ass." Right. right. <laughs> Did y'all see that meme? Did you see the meme of the? Um, past women, including Katanji, sitting in front of the senators, yeah, uh, compared to Brett Kavanaugh and yeah. and Lindsey Graham and whoever the fuck else, white nasty old man. But they were just like, mm, mm, mm. and yeah. then all the men were like, mm. 
<laughs> Creaming. And the way that they kept that, I saw that, and the way that they kept their composure, and I also saw uh, with Judge Katanji, they had another uh, meme that was with um, Clara Huxtable and like other Black women. They say, we all know this look that I she's would. given him before she answered answers the question about the anti-racist look. It was like, well, that started because Sonny Hostin on The View the other day brought that up. I haven't watched it. Brave, tell me what happened. There was apparently a girl on that that Sonny had to get together, this girl named Lindsay something. Oh, it was bad. It was okay. bad. They just got into arguments over um, CRT and like, and what's your face, Lindsay, who is black, was yeah. like, um, I don't think that black people should like play the victims anymore. Like we're grown, we're over it, blah, 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 blah. And Sonny was like, mm, mm. No, 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 no. Um, there are things called like expressing accountability and reparations. I think it all came on the heels of um, what's happening in Jamaica. Okay. About all the Jamaicans like ex like protesting because they want um, they want their government to be held accountable for yeah. all of the bullshit that they've had to go through. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it was it was nice. You need to watch it. It like watch the whole first fifteen minutes because they're going back and forth, and Whoopi's just like, I can't wait. And, and she's like, I'm gonna buy my black business. Not, they don't. <laughs> you know, Whoopi's not saying anything anymore since she's been mm -hmm. reprimanded. She's she's so, over it. Yeah. So they like they start going to break for like 15, 20 seconds, and the music is playing, but the camera because they're still talking while the music is playing. And the camera is like panning over all of them, just like, and then zooming in on on Sunny and Lindsay. And the music's been playing for twenty seconds. Whoopi's just like, "We gonna go? We not gonna go?" <laughs> did they, did, 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 well, I'm gonna sit here regardless. Because you know, the view love to hit that split screen when they really are. They didn't. They didn't do a split screen now because I think they they don't they don't want to create the drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. They wanted to be like it's a little bit because that epic one with Rosie O'Donnell and Elizabeth Hasselback split screen was one of the best fights the views ever had. That shit was crazy. Well, that's when Rosie looked over to the side and saw what the monitor was portraying on TV. And she's like, we ain't about to do this. So she got up and left. Uh, what yeah. we're not doing today is this. What we're not doing, yeah. Um, well, definitely listen, everyone go fill up your drinks. I'm excited to speak to our next guest. We have Gwen Elizabeth Webb coming on. She is a young senior in Palestine High School where I was born and raised in the area. So she is gonna come on and talk to us about her transition and everything that's going on in her life. And we can't wait to hear from her. We'll be right back. Bye. Welcome back everyone. Hi. I'm Hi. super excited. Hey, I'm super excited to have our next guest come on with us. Um, I've been friends with her mom for far too long. Um, welcome to the podcast, student and activist Gwen Elizabeth Webb. Hi, Gwen. Hi. Gwen, how are you? How's Palestine, Texas? Uh, I'm actually from Grapeland. Yeah, but how's the area? Oh, it's it's nice. Uh, there's a lot of fun things to do in the Palestine area, and Grapeland's kind of boring, but. Yeah, I, so thing about me, so I was born in Oakwood, Texas, and I'm like close by Palestine, and I have family in Grapeland as well, so I completely know what Gwen's talking about. I, Braden also is from the East Texas area. I am from the East Texas area, um, like the Longview, Tyler area, um, and I left as soon as I could many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
we we had to get out of there. It was it was crazy. So Gwen, talk to us about and talk to our listeners about um, you know you are recently uh, transitioned. Uh, super super happy for you, and I know that you have been on a complete journey. So we applaud you, especially at your age of eighteen. So let us know how your journey was and when you realized that you were your true self as Gwen. Well, I I think I started realizing I was trans in eighth grade. I remember it was football season. That's a weird time to learn you're trans when you're playing football. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I just didn't relate to other men at all. Like, Mm. I don't know. I, I related more to women. I felt comfortable around my female friends. They, they made me feel myself in a way. Yeah. And it took me many years to finally come to terms with who I was. For a few years, I just tried to sweep it under the rug, imagine never happened. But um, I think when COVID hit, I started to kind of think about it more since I was at home so often and couldn't really go anywhere. And pride month of that year, I came out to a few of my friends and then I never really set on a name at the time, but I kind of had it narrowed down to a few, like uh, Samantha, Chloe, and uh, Gwen was never really on the table until near the end of the like name search, which nobody says it, but searching for a name is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and whenever I finally got that down, I started becoming comfortable with who I am. I finally came out to my family. Some took it well, some didn't. Um, and then I think the, the time I officially came out was prom of last year because I went in a dress and no one really expected me to do that. Wow. Wow. That, that is extremely brave. That's brave, bold. That's amazing. Gwen, if you don't mind, I have a couple of personal questions just because I think our our listeners would love to be um, not necessarily educated, but just more in tune. Um, How, well, what what invoked you to go to prom in a dress and how did you feel while you were there and how were you received? Well, um, at first, I, for Halloween, I dressed as Carrie because I'd always wanted to dress as either Kelly or, I mean, uh, Carrie or Ellen Ripley from the Alien movie. Yes. Yes. Strong strong female women. And I felt comfortable in those like costumes. It made me feel myself. And I I got sent home whenever I dressed as Carrie. They never told me why. And so I put a shirt on underneath the dress and just came back to school and they couldn't really do anything about that. Wow. That's that's really brave. I mean, I, I it's interesting how that is. So like going off of what Braden was saying, like when you got the prom, like how did that, what did your like other students say? Well, the principal knew I was gonna wear one because you have to get your dress approved for prom. Right. Um, I think somebody told her that I was trans before I asked her to check the dress, but she was cool with it. And I was within the dress code for prom. So mm-hmm. I went 
remember I parked really far away from the door to prom because there was no parking spots. And that walk to the front door of where we were having the prom, it was both exhilarating and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, I'm just of like course. putting myself in your shoes for that moment, and just like, because I, I don't know, like it's easy just to be like, oh yeah, I, I could do that, but I don't know, like. No. So I applaud you. That's very brave, and especially yeah. at, at at your age, because I remember going back, you know, to high school and was like, I was that was not, I was not as open or, you know, comfortable with myself as I am now. So that's amazing. Yeah, I got a few dirty looks and people asked me what was up, why was I wearing a dress? Mm -hmm. And I told them, why can't I wear a dress? Everybody else is wearing a dress here. How many people are in your school? I think another thing that maybe we should highlight for the listeners is where Darrell, you and I came from in East Texas. So Gwen, like if you could tell our listeners what it really is like, honestly, just growing up, period. No, no emphasis on gender or anything like east texas is not an easy place to grow up right east texas there's not any huge towns i mean there's tyler and i think beaumont that's really about it <laughs> everything else is just small towns even palestine compared to some of those other places and so, so how many people are in, are in your high school i'd say about 200 maybe we have 46 in my class wow. okay. i had 35 in mine i had 13 but only 12 graduated <laughs> <laughs> it's true because one of them like only walked because like she didn't graduate on time she didn't, so pass, the she didn't pass the tax test which was so crazy that like that literally it's crazy to think that there was a test that she had to pass to like get out of school like there was one it was one test and they were like if you don't pass tax test or the teams, or I think it's called it the Now it's, I think, like the star. The star like that. They're like, if you don't pass it, you don't graduate. And it's like, what? I don't went through all this to, for you to tell me, nah, because I missed like one question. On like, that's crazy. Yeah, nobody likes Stardust. Nobody. Mm -hmm. And so that's what upsets me about like the education program, because it's all about like, they don't focus on actually like, teaching us things it's they're teaching us to pass this test and, you know so that way we get more funding <laughs> it's all about money it is all about money um so when we were just talking about proms um you know and all of that i know recently i heard about the lavender prom that they have now um are you familiar with that and like kind of what that is it, apparently it's prom for lgbt can you talk to our listeners a little bit about that yes i wrote down a few things to make sure i got it all um so it is 80s themed. It's hosted by East Texas Trans Youth. The location is Kobe Arca's salon. He was a past contestant on Survivor. Everybody that's LGBTQ is allowed, um, even allies, 14 to 21 people, like the age. Um, so lavender prompts are for trans people and because they don't really have those prompts that they feel accepted going to they right. might not have the they may not feel safe going to their prom they may not feel comfortable doing what i did and going yeah. there each school is different no two are the same 
Mm -hmm. I, that's great because yeah like a lot of people who are lgbtq don't get to go to prom because you know or they don't get to go to prom as their true selves it's like we have to either go by ourselves or go with a group of friends or go with a girl who's i like went a with a girl i went with a girl when i was secretly dating a man well a boy yeah <laughs> a whole man <laughs> i mean what i mean yeah but it was like we were it almost felt like I think when we were in school, when like, cause you know, we're five years old, uh, that we were leading two different lives. Like I felt like I was gay with a certain group of people and out and open. And then I had to code switch. Like it, it was very scary because you would go places and, and there were things, the one thing I know you can never hide anytime you went to another basketball game or another football game or a UIL competition somewhere else, you would always, hear people make fun of you and they would say slurs and be like oh homo effort like they would say things from the sidelines and i was like damn i thought i was hiding it but uh did you have any of those experiences from other schools that maybe when you went to events and things where like sporting events where they might have said something um actually i had the exact opposite so oh, good. Our, our homecoming i dressed in a whole pink get up for because it's homecoming go all out senior and yeah. it's pink, everything. I had a pink cowboy hat over there. Um, <laughs> and the band from Centerville, I remember I thought they seemed really cool. So I went up and I said hi to them. Turns out they're some of the most nice supporting people I've ever met. They're some of my closest friends now. We hang out all the time. And I'm actually going to the prom this Saturday. Oh my God. That's amazing. And they like were just so open to you. Like that's, uh, and that's progress people. And like, that's something I think is like a positive point for our listeners to hear. When we were in school, it was not like that. It was not something that we could possibly do. I mean, we had people who were like, oh, it's cool, you're gay, but we still had moments. And like, I think for you to have that, Gwen, like I think that that's a blessing. I think another positive call out too is when you have a suppressor like your governor, Greg Abbott, to just not support or any of the southern states honestly that are republican not support the lgbtq progressive agenda but still there are individuals in those red states that we have to take care of and protect and support and push forward i think that is beautiful like there there are underrepresented people in the red republican states that still need the support Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that brings me up, that brings up uh, Leah Thomas, who just became like the first known transgender athlete to win a D1 national championship. She's the swimmer. Um, and, you know, of course, there are several protests that are going on saying she didn't, she shouldn't have been allowed to compete. Um, I want to get you guys opinion on that topic, because it's a hot one right now. Yeah. Gwen, what are your thoughts first? Because I think it's important you answer before we give up. Okay, so I've, I've, over time, my opinion has changed. I mean, at first I understood the conservative argument, but then the more I thought about it, the more the trans argument made sense because no matter what sport there is, there's gonna be people with a natural advantage. Hussein Bolt is beating everybody. It does not matter what, how much people try, he's, he's gonna win. Mm -hmm. His and, name is Bolt, last name, so he's gonna bolt past him. He's he's just lucky, and so people that are on 
that many hormones, they're at the same disadvantage, or I, I guess it wouldn't be a disadvantage. It's more the same playing field that other people would be at. So mm -hmm. trans women would be able to compete on the same level as other women, and trans men would be able to compete on the same level as other men because they're taking testosterone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I actually had a discussion with a friend the other day who is um, gay, and he he had different thoughts about it. Um, and I was just like, so what do we expect them to do? Because I know in Texas, for example, there were a lot of girls who wanted to play football, and they would not yeah. let them. So I'm like, mm -hmm. so if someone transitions to female, male to female, should they be allowed to play? If they can't play women's sports so what should they just be able to still play football men they don't allow that because they would see them as a woman because they will see them as a woman in that moment but then see them as a man in the other moment so should they not play sports at all and I think it's a, a deeper conversation and people really have to be very clear on that because I think that it's unfair so it's just like so you're saying the trans people shouldn't play sports at all and that's not fair, that's not fair and right? that's not that's not the case and I think that um the, the argument is very interesting but Adam Brain, what are your thoughts yeah, no, I mean, I think she sh she should compete. Yeah, she shouldn't be like ostracized because she is better. Sorry, no. <laughs> you know, it is because Katie Ledecky, like she yeah. is, you know, a cisgender woman, and but she like obliterates the competition. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Brayden, what you think? I don't know. I mean, obviously, we need more representation and exposure, and we need the conversation to happen, which I what I think is good about the past, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years is there's been more of a conversation, which mm -hmm. has led to progressiveness, a hundred percent backlash, disgustingness trolls but the only way to progress is to at least have exposure to representation yeah. you know what i mean yeah and that's like yeah the most important yeah i think i think a lot of people are so torn about it. i mean people are like oh that should be a, a trans olympics and and put them in their own sport mm -hmm. and i'm just like well, if that's what we're going to do, then there should be a, because like we were saying, there's always going to be someone at a disadvantage. So it's like, okay, so tall people under this weight should be in this competition only. Short people on this weight should be this. Because listen, somebody like Michael Phelps against like my short ass, he's always going to win because he's that's longer. Not, that's not even the thing I don't, I don't think, Darrell. Like just because like your physicalities are completely different than your identity obviously Gwen tell me to shut up if I'm speaking out of turn but you yeah clearly know this more than me experiencing it but a soul is a soul absolutely not, not necessarily a human physique yeah. a human physique yeah. can be different than another person's human physique but a soul is a soul so right. I, I think that there's no there's no comparison I, well, I think that they're arguing, though, about physique, like the things that that's they... That's what I'm, yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, and, and they're being ignorant to it, and I'm just like, okay, but if you're going to say that, then exactly what we were saying about you saying both, it's like somebody who has a different physique that's, you know, cisgender male going against Michael Phelps, they're at a disadvantage because he's long, like he's going to touch the end of the wall before I touch it because he's just longer. Like, I mean, that's just what happens. And I think that 
it, it is a little bit of off because I agree with you, Brayden. Like it, the soul is very different than the physique, but they're not seeing that in this moment that they are attacking the physique and saying this. I mean, the things I've seen online regarding Leah is so disgusting because they're like, look at her back muscles or look at her legs compared to this girl. And I'm like, they're, they're honestly, and also they're finding pictures of the smallest girl that they can find, the skinniest girl they can find and then putting it next to Leah. And they're like, look, that's not fair. And it's like, well, okay, you're also doing an unfair comparison. Mm -hmm. that, that makes no sense. Like, and the girl you're comparing her to don't even swim. She's something else like, but you know, we've heard these comments before even about Serena Williams. They're like, she's too manly to be playing and yeah. she's a cisgendered woman. So I think that there are more conversations to have about what's acceptable and what's not in sports and who's making these rules. Because if it's just cisgender straight white men, then we don't need to listen to them anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, they make the rules, I suppose. Have you got, so uh, Gwen, did you have any issues? Did you ever want to play sports once you transitioned or did you not? Or how, how did that go, go for you? So I used to be really involved in sports for a while. I did cross country track. I played football, but that just wasn't for me. Um, then I played tennis right before COVID hit. But once we got back, I was starting to come out and it just, I would feel wrong competing with men. I, I just don't feel comfortable. Right. That's not, that's not you. Right. Yeah. And they wouldn't let you at this juncture probably compete with women because it would be a thing. But I just, I'm just like, so it's not fair because someone like yourself who loves playing sports, you should still be able to participate. But like they, yeah. the laws are so backwards. And I would like to say, like, even though I, I did compete in male sports for a while, like I, I saw the, like the women runners that would compete in the same sport as me on or off hormones, I, I still would have lost to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is, I still would have went down. I, I I love that. But before we let you go, we want to ask you about um, Greg Abbott. Braden brought it up briefly earlier um, about um, you know trying to basically say that parents who have children under a certain age that are transitioning, classifying it as child abuse. So how do you feel about that? Luckily, obviously you're 18, and you know the rule is you're in good shape. But how do you feel about that for students who might be younger? And what would you say to them who might be scared to? come out in transition because their parents might be accused of child abuse now. I think it's completely idiotic that he did that. It, it just puts people in danger because yeah. they can't come out to their teachers, their friends, their family without fear. Their parents probably are going to be less accepting now. It, it's just, it makes me feel really bad for them. And then there's also the don't say gay bill in Florida, which also really bad. I think people in the South are just having it really pretty awful right now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And so um, what would you say now to those kids to, in order for them to feel safe, do you feel that they should confide in or do you think they should look for places outside of the South in order to feel a little bit more comfortable? I will say there are places within the South that are like strongholds for LGBTQ people to feel safe. Austin, definitely one of the most accepting places in or out of the South. It's mm -hmm. amazing, an amazing place. But when people are growing up, they can't really escape to those places. They're kind of stuck where they are for, until they're 18 or until they're out of college. Yeah. 
so what's in the future for you, Gwen? Like what's, uh, what's your next step? So I hope to start like officially on hormones and get my name changed pretty soon. Um, in, in college, so for my high school, I'm salutatorian in my class. Oh my God, with, amazing, congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, but I've been taking dual credit classes all of my junior and senior year. So I'll graduate my associates in May before I graduate my high school diploma. Wow. wow. So they're going to be real, yeah, right? They're going to be real, man. Yes. Good. <laughs> get, get rid of the college stuff while you can. And so, yeah, yeah you're going to, what are you going to school for? What do you want to go to school for? Well, I was thinking theater for a long time because I've Yay. always been heavily involved in it. I'm kind of sad because this year was my first year. I was going to play a girl, but then someone dropped out of a major role and I was the only person that could learn the part. So I had to fill a male role, which is mm. must go on. But how was that for you? It was, it was pretty sad, but we got through it. It's over now. And if I hadn't done it, there wouldn't have been a play at all. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, um, you know, they that recently happened on Umbrella Academy uh, with Elliot Page. Um, once Elliot transitioned, Elliot still plays a female on that show. Like they didn't change that character that uh, Elliot plays. And so Elliot is a boy playing a girl role on the show. They did not change that role and they did not make that character trans. So, cause Elliot was like, I don't, because in the, in the comics that character is a female. And so yeah. Elliot was like, I don't wanna change that. So I will play a female in the show. So Elliot still does that in the show as a, it plays a female. And I think that's a very interesting take that they didn't like take that role and switch it. I will say it's a lot like it's not you you're more of playing a character when you're doing yeah. it so mm -hmm. i understand where elliot's coming from i like a lot of the things that he's been in like he was in the x-men he played kitty pride i think yeah and they were good at it yeah <laughs> it's really good. It really good so that's exciting well i hope that you do get theater i hope you change the face of theater i hope that you are gonna get to play your first like female role I will definitely be supporting so let us know how that goes for you and Gwen let everyone know I know you're not on social media right you're, I am you are let people know where they can find you on social media okay uh gwen.elizabeth.web on Instagram and that's pretty much all I use um good we don't support Facebook here Russia the whole thing um, but Gwen we really appreciate you coming on and talking with us thank you so much um, wishing you all the best and all the love and hopefully come back soon and chat with us once your first role happens in college we love that thank you uh, before I go I'd like to mention some people that trans or LGBTQ people can kind of find confidence and look to look up to yes like, uh, please there's Hunter Schaefer. She's a trans model. She's in the show Euphoria, and she is amazing. One of the best, like trans women. She's, I think, she's an activist as well. She's mm -hmm. a model for Prada. And then you have a bunch of singers. You have King Princess, lesbian icon, um, Francis Forever, MXM Tune, Ash Nico, and Laura Less. Wonderful. I love that. Yes. And it's important to always have people you can look up to because I know that I wish that 
when we were in school 3000 years ago that we had those people that we could see you know i think all we that had was I, I think all I, I think all we had was queerest folk <laughs> and, and noah's ark around that time but luckily you know queerest folk is coming back so i'm excited that there are going to be shows and stuff that are going to be around where people can you know see that representation on screen because i think it's so important to know that you're not alone yeah well i really enjoyed it it was nice to talk to y'all i hope i did well you did, you did. It was some, it's, it's amazing to talk to you it's just a conversation and having your input and uh thought processes on what's going on in the world is so very important so come back and visit us anytime we love and it thank you for being so brave and and being a an inspiration to those that follow. It's no problem at all. I like to help people no matter what they're going through. So y'all have a good rest of your day. Don't be afraid to invite me on here anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you, Gwen. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Hi guys! Hi, welcome Hi. back. Oh, uh, thanks, Gwen, for that amazing interview. She was great, girl. I know. I love Gwen. Yeah. I love people named Gwen. Gwen Hotchkiss. Gwen Stacy. Stacy. I love them all. <laughs> the Gwens are good. The um, only one I'm questioning is Gwen Paltrow these days. Like that's she's something's going on. Something's your friend Gwyneth? No, she's running around here talking about smell her coochie and everything. Yeah, Speaking of friend Gwyneth. What do you guys think about the uh, New York? They're going to split it basically into two New York housewives. They're like, we're going to give the, we're going to have a main show for multicultural and all of that people. And then we're going to have the other show for legacy cast members. I was like, so what? Well, You're gonna I'm, I'm waiting for them to like solidify exactly what they're doing before I spiral out of control. Before you form That's a <laughs> I'm just not sure from Andy's interview with Variety. I'm just mm -hmm. not sure what he means really with like the new New York Housewives and might not even be called New York Housewives. Right. Like I don't, I'm, I'm just not, I'm, let me know what you decide to do and then I'll judge. Right. I think that, and I agree with you, Brayden. I think that sometimes Andy can get himself in trouble yeah. doing interviews prior to time. Like making a statement, he was just like, he asked Margaret on Watch What Happens Live the other night, he was like, we're going to need security, right? And she's like, yeah, we're going to need security. And they're all celebrating the fact that Teresa might try to beat Margaret up allegedly at the reunion. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's so tone deaf because they came after the Potomac housewives who are all women of color and the Atlanta housewives who are all women of color and said, Bravo had to release a statement and said, we don't condone violence. Violence is bad. They're acting like hood rats, blah, blah, blah. But they're encouraging, oh, Teresa gonna get crazy. We want to get security and they're laughing about it. I think it's just very interesting how they do that with these housewives. Well, then Monique got pulled out of the cast. So- Well, she, mm -hmm. she left, technically. Um, yum, 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 yum. She, yeah, but- and you know she's apparently thriving on uh, this new show, Marriage Boot Camp. <laughs> I mean, I'm wow. not. She is on Marriage Boot Camp. I don't know. Okay. I was gonna say, going back to Gwen, mm -hmm. did anyone watch uh, Snatch Game when Bosco played Gwyneth Paltrow? On oh, yes. yes, yes. yes. Well, yeah. when Bosco tried to play Gwyneth, right. right? It was just like right. that's not a character that is very like. 
It's like when people try to do Lady Gaga and it's like- Or Beyonce. Or Beyonce. Yeah, like they're not funny people. Don't do them. Yeah. Um, But even still, like you could just, you know, make something up. Like Gwyneth has like Tourette's or something, you know, like- Yeah, I guess. Just add like something like a funny- Well, Tourette's is- Are y'all- Yeah, I was like, uh- Never mind. (laughs) Are y'all all all caught up? Caught up? Did y'all see the last- um, The- Lip sync palooza, uh, whatever. Boo-boo, I didn't watch that. Palooza, boo, boo, boo. Did someone yeah. go home or no one went home? Do you want to know? You don't. I don't want to know who, but I just want to know if somebody went home. Somebody yes, finally somebody went home. Finally it's finally went home. Finally. No one has gone home in the past month. So yeah. yes, in the past month, dude. Do you know they put a picture out of um? I don't remember her name. The first girl who went home, Alyssa. Uh, oh, she was in the first one. Oh, what? But, you but know, of, of Alyssa Hunter, Hunter. Alyssa Hunter, and they said, I can't believe she was on this season. They forgot she was on. Oh this yeah, season. and she was the sexiest one. Mm-hmm. She was so she sexy. Really was. I thought she was gonna do really well. I did too. I, I think she went home prematurely because yeah. I remember watching and thinking RuPaul was like, I, I was like, RuPaul made a mistake. Like, well, they think a lot of people have been saying RuPaul has been making a lot of bad mistakes. And they're like, RuPaul is obsessed with Georgia and wants to fuck her. And they're like, we're pretty really? sure yeah. Georgia's is the person that has the golden ticket. They were like, no. we think that RuPaul said, here you go. Just have it in the background because they're like- How do you know this? A girl's all over the internet, Dewey. No, they were saying though that, <laughs> there's no, I mean, they're like, Ru, the, when Georgia's comes on stage, they're like, nothing she does is ever wrong in RuPaul's eyes. She's like, Georgia's is a star. Like, I love her. Yeah. And she's done interviews saying that Georgia's is one of her favorite queens that she's had in a very long time. Like, Why? She what, does she, what does she do? I don't know, Brayden. I said the same thing. I said, I'm not, I told Adam another day, I said, I'm not sure about Georgia's. I don't know why the height. I and thought I mean, she should have been gone a long time ago. I like she's only her. pretty. I, I don't hate her, I but I don't, like her. I don't think that she should be getting all she's not the same. talented. Anybody can lip sync. She's talented, but I don't see this, like, whatever RuPaul sees, like, these, like, stars all around her. I don't necessarily see that. I don't see that. I think that she's just pretty, and she's hot, and RuPaul is like, wow. Like, and Jordan's, listen, she's confident. When she walks down the runway half-naked, and I I did say, I said, that's a pretty girl. She is a girl. She looks great. She looks great. She looks really good. And if that's what RuPaul's looking for, then fine. It's when she opens her mouth that it's just like, yeah. It don't seem like she has any sustenance past her looks, which ain't bad. Be cute. But RuPaul, people, I, if if uh, Georgia ends up having this golden ticket, I'm going to die. Because I'm like, it has to be, I mean, her or maybe um, Angeria. Like, I don't know. Like, too many people have went home and they know about Everybody got a piece of chocolate candy. Right. I thought for sure the person that went home last week was going to have the golden ticket. And Me I was going to be pissed off. I've- so like, here we go. Week five, six, seven, eight. Nobody going home. That's why I asked. I was like, does someone go home? Because that I, that was my thought too. Like, yeah. whoever it is, they're going to have the golden ticket. Someone finally went home. Thank God. And then I'm thinking maybe they just didn't have budget to get an Uber. <laughs> they just, they just kept Uber. everyone here for a while. I mean, they do. And I mean, they got they got PA drivers just driving back to the hotel. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But speaking of homes, did y'all see about Wells Fargo um, approving the whole refinancing applications for white borrowers who earn zero to 63000 annually than it was for Black applicants earning 120000 to 168000 annually? So Wells you Fargo- is a lot of numbers. I blacked out. I don't, I don't really- Well, let me bring it back. I'll bring it back real quick. So 
Wells Fargo has been, they've done a check, people have done a record check on Wells Fargo, the bank, and they have been approving people who are white borrowers to get their first home that earn between oh, for loans, for loans. They, they, they earn between zero dollars and 63,000 annually. Then for black borrowers who are trying to get money for a um, loan for a home of 120,000 to $168,000 a year. And so they're literally telling those people who make more money who tend to be African-American are like, you're not approved. And they're giving the loan to white people who don't earn that much and saying like you're approved and they're like people are like what is Wells Fargo doing and they're like we do look at race and like the probability to pay back and in their mind they're like just because someone black has that much money don't mean that they can pay it back and so it's becoming an issue and people are telling people to leave Wells Fargo I mean I ain't never been with Wells Fargo I left Wells Fargo no we used to bank with Wells Fargo when we were in San Marcos Texas college I was with Bank of America I never got with them I, you and Adam did. I, we, uh, oh, I just remember we had like a, a family outing to go to Wells Fargo to get our picture taken for our debit card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I used to have mine for my little Bank of America and it finally got away. They said, get this little 18-year-old person out of here. Like, you don't look like that no more. But Wells Fargo had a lot of shit happen with them um, mm-hmm. a few years ago with... Mm-hmm not reporting so i can't even remember it's been so long but they yeah they, i remember they were, yeah they were in some hot water i remember that and then they had to like repay i I got a check from Wells fargo actually i remember that did you <laughs> report it to the irs it was like 60 bucks oh okay so nah. no 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 yeah it was like something that i had paid too much in like overdraft <laughs> fees like mm-hmm. from 2012 or some shit so, yeah i was like okay thanks but i thought it was a scam because i was like i haven't used wells fargo in ages <laughs> what yeah, is this but you cash it and we probably bought an eighth with it probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we use all our money for weed or alcohol i <laughs> hate it here i really do hate it i was saying earlier are we ever gonna make it and change maybe no I want to talk about uh, shifting gears real quick. Yeah. So I, you know, it is Women's uh, Month, and at work we showed a new Pixar short called Pearl, P-U-R-L, and oh, it yeah. is. I've seen that. You did? You watched it? Mm-hmm. It's like super cute. Yeah, and like there are some parts that I was like, "This is a Pixar short." Like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't Disney in cahoots with Pixar? Those motherfuckers. Yeah. 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 Anyway, go but anyway, yeah. So it just shows like, um, it follows. Yeah, let me read it. It follows a ball of yarn named Pearl at her very her new very male dominated job and tackles the issue of gender equality in the workplace. So mm-hmm. I think I've seen that. Actually. Yeah, it's that's really a cute. It's a kids show. Yeah, that's what I was like. What? Get them while they're young. Get them while they're young. Disney loves their adult themes, except when it comes to LGBT. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. true. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> Scratch that. Yeah, we can give a little Scratch. boys girlfriends and say that's cute. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, that that is really cute. I actually did see that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a parody of it mixed with "Nice to Meet You" Megan Trainer's video of Pearl walking into work and she's Megan Trainer, and they like put it to that. And this really mm-hmm. cute. cute. Yes. Yeah, Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice. But we, really, we, yeah, we played it at our happy hour, um, you know, and um, I thought that was really nice that we did that at work. 
That's good. Mm-hmm. It's How important. many drinks did you have at that happy hour? None. Ew. So Why? Adam's a good girl. girl. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped, I stepped up to Adam's job the other day. He was sitting at the table with his legs crossed, talking to his colleagues. I Ooh, said, oh, colleagues? I said, oh, yeah, Adam. And then Adam had to let me in, and he let me into his work doors from his phone. He opened the door from his phone. I said, oh, I, I have remote access. Ooh, I said, well, I, access. I, I used to just top of my head. I was like, oh, Adam, oh, thank you for letting me in. He said, would you like a drink or something? I said, oh, Adam, yes. <laughs> he took me into the. I, I become British. He took me in the conference room and we sat down and had a little cocktail. Um, also, I want to let y'all know I've already told uh, Ashley and Adam. So I was involved in a little robbery today. Not me doing the robbing, but I was at the right aid, <clears throat> and uh, these, this lady walked in with these two men, and one of them came on the deodorant aisle where I was. Deodorant. I thank God because I know you're out. Right. I, I know. Well, yeah. Okay. But that's not the point. I was out today and I went today to go get it. So I replaced it immediately. Point being, the other guy went to the toothpaste and uh, toothbrush aisle. The girl went to the back. Toothpaste and toothbrush aisle? Yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on. Toothpaste. I thought you meant toothpaste. Got it. I'm sure they got them now too. But so the girl goes to the back. I didn't realize what was going on. I hear some woman in the back screaming like, motherfucker, give me my medicine, blah, blah, blah. I hear all this commotion going on. But like, I wasn't back there in the pharmacy. I didn't know what was going on. But I see the one guy come on the aisle with me. The other guy goes to the aisle right across, like right past us, which is the like toothbrush and toothpaste aisle. So then I hear the lady on the speaker. She's like, all security, please report to the pharmacy. So that woman was with them. She was their distraction. All the security went to the pharmacy. Soon as they got to the pharmacy, them fools started, they opened their bags and started getting all kind of deodorant stuff. <laughs> I'm standing in the aisle. I see the guy doing it. He grabs his pocket like he had like something to shut me up. And he was just like, shut the fuck up. Don't you say shit. And I was like, oh, okay. So I took my little basket and ran around the corner. And I told the girl to count. I said, girl, he's stealing. And she said, for real? And I'm like, yeah, because you hear the alarms going off because they keep breaking those little things that say you got to get somebody to open it for you. So alarms are going off. And I'm just trying to stay out the way. I said, I don't want no smoke. I don't need them to really pull out a gun and shoot my black ass. All I came here for was a few little items to go back to the house, honey. She, by the time they got over that, they trying to lock the doors and stuff. That woman come running and she's like, let's go. And the two men come running. They all ran out the store. So they got away with everything. And had I known that they were going to be doing that, they could have just got me some things and I met them outside. They could have picked you up a few things. I spent $36 on four items. That grinds my gears. Yeah. But that was going to be my grinds my gears. Yeah. Was like, well, did you just take your stuff? No, hell no, because the cops were there at that point. And then the one cop um, was like, because the girl was like, oh, he's the one who saw. And I was like, I didn't see. All I can tell you is that it was a man in a red coat. And he just told me to like, shut up by my bit. I said, and I left and told her, I don't know who he was. He's like, no, it's no problem. We see it on the camera. What are they going to do with all that deodorant? Girl, he got deodorants. Mm -hmm. He got soaps. I went back down the aisle to look afterwards. I couldn't even. There's nothing they clean. He cleaned that fast. Like as he was running out the door, shit was falling out of his bags. He had two target bags full, a backpack, and then the other guy who was getting the two paces stuff. He had like big old like black black plastic bags full, and they were running. And the girl, she didn't have nothing. She was just a distraction. And the pharmacy. It's like a Friday after next. It was crazy. They did not catch him. The police didn't even run out the door. They said, "Oh fuck it." 
It's I mean, it was deodorant. Who really cares? They're right. like, whatever. They didn't like hold up the store. They didn't like steal money. They're like, fuck it. That's become like a real big yeah. issue, like at CVS and you know all these like pharmacies. And you know, employees are just told like, don't engage. Like it. It's not I don't, actually. It. I don't know if they're told not to, but I know a lot don't. I wouldn't. I hell hell no. I'm not dying over kidding. deodorant. <laughs> you try to lose your life over a six ninety nine dollar bottle of Mitchum. Hell to the right night. for a company that don't give a shit about you. To her. You don't even get PTO days. We good. Uh, sis. <laughs> Enjoy. Take it. <laughs> shit, I just don't want to get my. She just asked, like, can I have it? Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't look like that they were necessarily homeless or anything. It really looked like they were gonna take it and go to the street and sell it at like a cheaper Ooh. price. Yeah. Pardon me, my stepfather is calling me at the moment. Oh, you're who? My stepfather, there's no telling what's happening. Oh, no. Well, I hope all is good. We do have that happening live on Pride, the podcast. Family call all the time. My mom, I love calling me when I'm doing something. Uh See what I'm doing. Love it. Um, Well, this has been fun, y'all. Oh, yeah, it has been fun. I was going to finally bring. I was going to finally bring up about Daniel Kaluuya speaking of British, kind of doing Adam's little accent earlier, because I've been wanting to talk about this topic for fucking weeks. And yeah, we never get to it. So he's in a real live get out story because he's now involved with a lady named Hair Holiness and she's his personal manager. So he got rid of all of his, he got rid of his LinkedIn page. He got rid of his uh, agent who he was with, which was CAA. He got rid of everybody. And he said, if you need me, you have to go through her. She's this white lady that keeps him holed up at her house. She allows him when to leave. She tells him when he can go, when he, what movies to choose. And he says he just believes in her spirituality and everybody is concerned. They're like, are you okay? Cause he's in like a real life get out situation. So you guys should check that out. I don't know how he got himself in this, but I hate that because I like Dane Fleur. I really yeah. like him and he's fine. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. And it's she, she runs an agency or she's only managing him? She's only managing him. She's his personal manager. He met her at like a, spiritual retreat kind of situation and he got rid of his place moved in with her and got rid of his i think this is just research for his next project it's got to be i mean i mean to get rid of caa though like to get rid of that like he's like you're fired she she's in charge now like he got rid of a lot of things but you could be right anything coming out nope i don't know i mean he has the movie nope coming out with jordan bill Right. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> you said nope. But I said, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he has oh. nope next coming out. So, I mean, I think he's an extraordinary actor. So, like Braden said, I'm hoping this really is research for mm-hmm. his next project. Because that would be really sad if he done got caught up. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and he's also in Black Panther, of course. No, oh, yeah. Black Whenever that'll Sparks. come in like 2027. Nope. Um, Angela Bassett um, the other day was on Ellen and she said it will be coming out in November. So this November. Is she yep. like allowed to say that though? She is, but she was not allowed to say, because Ellen was like, can you tell us the plot line? And she said, I cannot Marvel will have my head. She said, but I can tell you we represent Chadwick Boseman well, and okay. it is going to be better than the first one, if that's even possible. And that's all she could say. Oh, great. Yay. Yeah. So I'm happy to see that. I'm Kashuri. Um, do y'all see what's happening with um 
the players and the, the basketball players and the Broadway performers who were let go because they refused to get vaccinated and everything. And now they're allowed to come back because all of that's being dropped. So like people are running around being like, ha, 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 ha. I can have my job back because I told y'all I wasn't getting vaccinated. So like Kyrie Irving yeah, is but one they, person. They still look like fucking idiots. They still look like idiots, but it makes me kind of mad. It's kind of like those kids on the playground who end up getting their way. And I'm like kind of mad about it. Like Kyrie Irving. Is this your first day in America? Nothing ever <laughs> works. Right. You're absolutely right about that. It's just like, it puts everybody who like tried to do the right thing. It like puts everybody back in like situations. This is really weird. You know why? My uh, HR manager today got his fourth dose. Oh, Jesus. God Four. damn. Fourth. Uh, Lindsay's boss then got six of them shots. <gasps> Yeah, she was like, I'll take as many as I can. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's that, healthy. That's OD. I don't know. but It's literally OD. They go, literally he OD. <laughs> he went to CVS because they were like, yeah, come get one because we end up just throwing them all away. Yeah. Anyway. So I was like, all right, girl. So she's quadruple dosed up. <laughs> yeah, I think I might want to get chill like on that. that. <laughs> I mean, if I need to get another one before Croatia, I'll do it. But I just got a booster in December. So I guess we good. No, I think they're gonna come out like because I text Fauci all the time. I think oh, they're gonna come out. Tony. He's so glad that he doesn't have to be doing any media interviews anymore. He's so mm -hmm. glad to be a doctor again rather than a spokesperson, rather than a personality. He's so glad to do what he went to school for. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's nice. Tell him I said, hey, I got to call Joe after this because I need to see if he can send me another check. No, Joe's busy right now, and he's um, over in the Europe talking to um, Neto. No, no, I know he called me Collect, but I didn't have, I don't want to accept Oh, he Collect. Called <laughs> <laughs> he called me Collect, but I said, oh, I can't do that. Oh, it's long distance. Yeah, right. We all got a call. This is the United States government. Will you accept? No. no you got a Collect call from Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe. Like, sorry, Joe. Hit me on butt. <laughs> He did say he's going to try to hit me on WhatsApp, so that's easier. So we'll talk. Uh, I'll let y'all know what he's saying. I spoke to a lady uh, the other day that was like, oh, you know, I got to work with Michelle Obama, this and that and the other. And she was like, so that phone call, the, the first phone call that comes in and it's like, you have a call from the White House, please hold. And it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, okay. And then Michelle got on and was like, Stacy, oh my God, it's so great to like connect. And she was just like, I wish somebody would call me from the White House. It probably wouldn't be for nothing good. Though. Please hold. That's what it was. Please hold right. for, the White House, for the First Lady. That's what it was. Yeah. The only They'd be like, from you... the White House to all is the FBI. And it is. Like, they gonna say, yeah, are you friends with you the... smuggling drugs through airports? Absolutely. But they are gonna say, are you friends with the following people? Ashley, Mitchell, Brayden, Bradley, Adam, Andrew, Rios. Please press one now. I, I will press one so quick. Thank you very much. We'll be right there. We're on our way to get all y'all asses. They're like, going to come after you like, for the Darrell Anthony Foundation. The DIF. D-I-F. D-I-F. The Darrell Anthony Foundation. That's me. Why are you dressed like that? You look poor. Honestly, no, I, if I had to go to jail, I would rather be in jail with y'all. Yeah. I just want to know how to beat us. I just know that we would like figure out how to make our own booze. We would like figure out what to smoke. Like that, if I have to be in jail, I'm not gonna be in jail sober. <laughs> we'll try to do the <laughs> not absolutely not. And make toilet wine. 
Braid would make toilet wine. I would be trying to see who trying to make me their bitch. And they ain't got to make me their bitch. We just do it openly. Like, who want to fuck? Right. You know what, yeah. Darrell? Somebody's pocket. Darrell, I will do your PR in jail so you can get laid. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. I would do that. I would do that. We would make you a media kit. We put together a pic and a bio. We would do everything. I'll run the Bible study so we can stay on track with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but you will do it with cornrows, Queen Latifah, because I'll be- <laughs> I will, I, I will. Adam is on kitchen duty. He is not cooking. <laughs> no, I think we can make it. I think, I think we, we can, can make it. Hell no, I am not cut for jail, baby. <laughs> I ain't cut for nothing. Because they would just be throwing all the last around. I'd be walking around like a gaping, uh, no, I can't do But it. what if it was in my mom's jail? She would like, she'd get us another high school diploma. She would help us out. She That's got what I was stuff say. in for us? Mm. <laughs> Probably not because she doesn't want to get fired. Oh, but well, it's not going to work then. I bet we could get a little something. A little something, I'm sure. I would, but I was going to say, if I were like to ever go to prison or whatever, I would use that time and get like some crazy degree. Something you know? tells me I'm going to come out with this same body and it's going to be for nothing. <laughs> All I would ask for is just one little nip. Just one nip. Just bring me one little, little nip. I just need one nip. That's not gonna hold you over. That's gonna make you thirsty for more. That's gonna make you hungry. I'm, I'm gonna use a little sample of it to then procreate more nips. Mm, mm-hmm. Are you gonna do pour it into a pot? Okay, Jurassic World. I've got it all planned. I've got it all planned. Uh-huh. So you plan well, on going to jail? Listen, people are in jail who shouldn't be there. Do I need to get the list out? So I might. You know, I have I have no control of my own life. You and don't so, have control over your own life. You, heard you, it said you have no control over your life. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but on that note, on that fucking note, yeah, we gotta go. That was. I love you guys. I'm glad that we know that we can count on each other in prison. Right. <laughs> all of you out there, please continue to. We'll try to do the podcast from prison. See if of they course. Love yeah, it'll be called could. Pride. We totally could. Yeah, Pride the convicts. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for something clever, but I know I can always count on my good sense. Guys, you can always follow me on Instagram at I am Darrell Anthony and Twitter at Darrell Anthony. You can look at my likes if you want. It's going to be a bunch of dicks, but that's cool. You can find me, Adam Andrew Rios, on Instagram and Twitter at Box and TikTok at Box Blind Poppy with a zero. Um, yeah, give me a follow. Go, go. Twitter as well. Oh, my Twitter is not safe for work. I mean, yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> you can find me, Ashley Aaron M, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as well. I mean, I haven't posted a TikTok in a while, but you can follow me if you want. Same. And you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Braden Bradley. I do not have a Facebook because I stand with Ukraine. And that's how you fucking do it. Please donate to any um, organizations out there, guys, that are helping Ukraine. There are plenty of them. Do a Google search um, and also do your research to know if they're the right type of organization. Give us an email at prideseries.gmail.com if you have any questions. And we will see you back here next week. Thank you guys for tuning us with us again. Bye. 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 Bye.